0: The Carolina Hurricanes had a very busy weekend between games against the Islanders and Flyers and making a trade that was, frankly, long overdue. Find out all about this busy weekend in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes.
1: You're Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hey there, Kanyac. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday afternoon. Uh am jared ellis your host so make sure you follow me on twitter at jared ellis underscore 96 and the show on twitter and instagram at lo underscore hurricanes now as i mentioned the carolina hurricanes had a very busy weekend this past weekend with games against the new york islanders and philadelphia flyers we will hear from rod brandamore post both games stall post islanders game Natchez and Ronta post flyers. So we're going to hear from all of them uh, in this episode. It's a very packed episode. But before we get into all that, I do want to talk about the trade that happened the other day. And I was one that I've literally been talking about uh, for like the past week. And I called it uh, Ethan Bear got traded to the Vancouver Canucks. I was speculating that, yeah, I felt that Vancouver was probably the best team to go to because of their lack of defensemen that they have uh and yeah you know, I felt that that was a really good place for him it's a fresh start uh I felt very much akin to Warren Fogel uh he felt yeah he needed a change of scenery and like he he just kind of hit his ceiling here in Raleigh and yeah, we talked about it uh before last week or or the week before, I'm not sure exactly, but we had talked about how the fact that you know, he wanted to play and the Hurricanes had no intentions of playing him. I personally felt that re-signing him was a shock, uh, considering he didn't play at all in the playoffs. And yeah, you know, ever since you know he came back from getting COVID, he just was not the same player. And then whenever he played in preseason this year, just didn't look all that great aside from a couple moments here and there overall, just not good. And the writing was on the wall in my opinion. And I'm surprised it took this long to get the trade. I feel it probably was due to the salary, uh, He's making, I think, like two point five million, if I remember correctly, they were right in that ballpark. And the Carolina Hurricanes are retaining four hundred thousand in salary, uh, which I'm not surprised. And not only did they ship uh, Ethan Bear on, over to Vancouver, they also shipped Lane Patterson, who was picked up in the Brent Burns trade. I feel that that was, you know, just a move where. You know, Vancouver was like, hey, you know, if we're going to be taking on this salary, you need to be throwing someone else in or something else. Make it worth their while, essentially. And I feel like Patterson was just a guy that was going to get lost in the shuffle, honestly. Uh, I feel like he was one that, you know, heck, you look at the trades uh, from the, the offseason, all the moves that were made, he was a guy that constantly got forgot about. Uh, that the fact that hey we have him now so you know i feel that he's a guy that you know he wasn't gonna play here uh you know barring you know someone getting hurt he's gonna or he was in the ahl we'll kind of see how things go over in vancouver whether he's going to be on the nhl roster ahl roster we'll just have to wait and see or vancouver fans will have to wait and see for that but yeah, it's just a guy that was going to get lost in the shuffle. A lot of guys, for a lot of folks, you know, for just forgetting that we had him. Uh, frankly, the same kind of happened with Coughlin, to be honest. I kind of forgot we had him a few times. But, you know, ultimately, it was the right move. The Carolina Hurricanes got a fifth round pick out of it, which honestly, I'm not surprised. It was such little return. Uh, and I say that because. Yeah, you know, I feel like you no know, not to the extent of the trade with Vegas, but you know, the Canucks knew, yeah, you know, hey, we wanted to ship him off. We weren't going to play him. We need to free up that cap space. And they essentially knew that, hey, you know, we're not gonna give up a whole lot for this. And you also look at his recent history of one just not playing uh in the regular season, preseason not looking good. Postseason, not playing at all, and then just how he was post COVID as well. I feel that the Vancouver canucks I feel that's kind of it sounds harsh, but kind of fair. Uh, and because just his ceiling just wasn't where he didn't live up to the expectations that we had for him, and it was time for a fresh start, in my opinion. And wishing him all the best there in Vancouver. Hopefully, you know, he can get ice time, which I'm pretty sure he will uh and hopefully he can reach his potential uh i really thought he was going to do that here in raleigh i really thought this was going to be the right system for him to succeed it just wasn't and i hate it for him i know a lot of fans really liked him but yeah stuff like that happens it doesn't always work out so wishing all the best to ethan bear but following that trade we did have the game against new york islanders That did not go really well. And we will talk about that game right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, the Carolina Hurricanes are taking on the Washington Capitals tonight on Halloween. And if you're willing to place any last-minute bets on this game or any other Hurricanes games this season, betonline.net is the place to go. Betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting football and the start of the new basketball season. So find all of the layers, player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, bet online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, hockey, wrestling, Whatever, bet online is the place to go for you. So head over to the website right now or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, the Carolina Hurricanes had their back, their first back to back. No, no, second back to back. I forgot about the Calgary and Edmonton one. They had their second back to back of the season over the weekend with playing the Islanders at home and then going to Philadelphia to take on the Flyers. And the Islanders game was pretty bad. Uh and you know, there were a couple uh you know good things, you know, with this game. Yeah, you know, Brent Burns got his first goal as a Carolina Hurricane. I have been saying that, you know, I feel that you know he was kinda he was overdue for getting his first goal. He's been knocking on that door for a lot for a while now. He's been, you know, racking up assists and you know, I just felt he was overdue for it. You know, there're quite a few games where he was the one uh, leading the team in shots and felt it was time for him to get his first and you know, he did in this game, which is absolutely great and I love that it came at home. I really do. That was that was great for him, great for the fans because you know, I talked about it with the home opener of just how much you know the fans are already loving him. It is great for that to happen at home. I, I love that. It may have came in a pretty bad game, but you know, that's something we needed. And I've been saying that we need guys like him to be stepping up because it can't always be, you know, the guy who nudged the other goal in this game, Marty Natchez. It can't always be Natchez, Ajo, and Svech. They've been carrying the majority of the offensive workload uh this season so far. And it can't always be them. And we needed guys like Burns, who's a really great offensive defenseman. We need him to be that. And thankfully, yeah, now we're starting to see it. We end up seeing it in the Flyers game as well, which we'll talk about later. But as a whole, this game was not pretty. And the Carolina Hurricanes, you know, they're they're not looking like we expected them to, which it is still very early in the season. It's just now October 31st so we got plenty of time to work out these issues but you know the big thing you know I said heading into this game was that the Hurricanes power play needed to be on their a game and they weren't they went over three on the power play and the New York Islanders penalty kill at the time stayed perfect I think they still are I don't know if they played since then but you know following this game yeah you know, they're still perfect on the penalty kill so that was pretty disappointing, uh, because you know, yes, you were obviously going against an incredibly uh talented penalty kill. They were perfect going into that game for a reason, they're perfect coming out of it for a reason. But you know, I really thought the Hurricanes could show up and you know, really do something with this game, but especially that on the power play, because they know you know, how to play you know, so good on the penalty kill. You figure out, okay, yeah, maybe they could do something in terms of you know, getting to New York's penalty kill. But yeah, you know, that wasn't the case. And I said it uh, before that game that you know, the hurricanes power play, it's been an issue for several years now, which is why I, along with a lot of other folks, are making it a big deal. And I wouldn't even say I'm making a massive or a big deal, but it is what my main concern with this team right now is the power play because it's just yet again, it's, you know, as flat as Machine Gun Kelly's cover of misery business. It is absolutely, it's just extremely frustrating. Uh, But ultimately, you know, the Hurricanes put the game behind them and moved on to the next one. And like I said, we did get to hear from Jordan Stahl and Rod Brendamore post-Islanders game. And first we'll hear from Jordan Stahl and then talk about what he had to say.
2: Um, i a little credit. I thought they did a good job of um, keeping their game simple and getting the pucks out when they needed to and um, not letting them sustain any pressure and um, really just kind of Making us make mistakes, and that's kind of our game and our uh, our style and that's what we want to do. And they did it to us. So, um, you know, I think uh, we were just a little sloppy with the pucks a few times, um, a couple miscues, and uh, they made us pay. Still a case of maybe just needed to get into rhythm after several days off again. No, I mean the NHL, you got to be ready for every game. So um, we can be uh, a team that's able to come off two two games off and, and have a good game. So um, we gotta better and um, you know, we gotta find ways uh, you know, to limit our mistakes and um, and do what we do. Make the uh, big push in the second period and have the five on three, late, not able to cash in. Yeah, that I heard obviously as well. Uh, you know, I thought I think we had two posts and had some some rockets going in that and um, you know, one of those goes posting in. It's uh, obviously a different story and a different feel going in the third.
3: You guys have had one line that's been really
2: hot scoring. What's it going to take to get all four going? Yeah, all four got to get going. We can't have any passengers, and um, you know I think uh, um, the my line obviously is find ways to create more. And um, you know we've been getting better, but um, there's still more out there for, for sure. Myself and um, you know like I said, we can't have any passengers if you want to uh, if you want to win in this league. And,
0: but, uh, tonight there was uh, a few too many. Yeah. So hearing what the captain had to say, you know, echoing you know what I said, you know about you know folks not showing up, and you know, it's always coming down to Aho, Natchez, and Sveshnikov can't be having that. And you know, like I said, we did have Brent Burns finally you know show up in terms of putting a puck in the back of it That's great. And I it continued into the Flyers game. And you know, really hoping that this is continue. It's not just a thing of, you know, this little tiny blip on the radar for the season. But, you know, New York really did take advantage of the hurricanes mistakes in this game. The hurricanes looked, you know, really sloppy and like I said, not like the hurricanes. And you know, I'm glad, as incredibly frustrating as stuff like this is, because uh, we know this team is better than this. I'm glad that we're dealing with it now in October, and let's be honest, probably into November. Uh, I'm glad we're dealing with it now and not in April, in May. You know, I- I'm glad we're dealing with it now and we can deal with this stuff now and hopefully get it under control uh yeah you know, come December, January. Uh that's what I'm hoping for, but ultimately we're gonna have to wait and see. Uh we also did get to hear from Rod Brinnore post Islanders game and this is what Rod had to say. Rod is just
3: a case of a lot of little mistakes leading to the pucks in your own net. Yep, yep. pretty much. Uh, you know, it's tough. A couple of tough bounces, but I, I mean, they capitalized and they had a good. They played well. I'm mean, going to give a lot of credit to the other team. Was, they stuck to their game plan and you know put a little, you know, pucks on us, and we coughed it up, and then it boom, it's in your net. And um, you know, uh, we, they just we just couldn't. Once we got behind, it just felt like it was we tried almost too hard. Trying to make plays that weren't there, and that fed right into what they wanted to do. Jordan was
2: stalled saying that you knew the kind of game they wanted to play, and we we let them play that anyway,
3: even though we didn't. Right, I mean, we knew how they were going to play it, and talked about it. But you know, I thought we fought back when that the crushing ones. You 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 can't just give up a goal right after we finally get it back and you know tie it up. And we had really just, I think, two or three turnovers right in the neutral zone for no reason, trying to make something happen. and You just you don't really need to. There's nothing there. And, uh, you know, like I said, they, they made you pay for it. Everyone
2: always says if you can't score on a five on three, you leave yourself mm-hmm. you know, But, I mean, the chances on there are – I'll
3: take that all day. Yeah. I mean, we had Brent Burns, I think, two or three right down the pipe. We hit the post. You know, it, again, it was, it's probably a different game if we pump, pump one in there. But, you know, their goalie played really well. I give him a lot of credit. He was, you know, excellent. But really, their team game, they they, they played, uh, I think, the best game in the four years I've been doing it against them. By far, the best game that they've played. I know
2: you don't worry about Teravine too much, but like he's, a, he's a little a little off right now
3: to start the well, season. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think he was great tonight, obviously. That line wasn't good. You know, they, they, they need to be better. Um, so, you yeah. know, the good news is they get – we're we'll going to go right back at it tomorrow. I think that's a blessing here now that we can leave this one and focus on the next one. All right. Thanks, all right.
0: Right. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, so in getting to here with Rod, you know, he's obviously you know, not happy with the team. And New York did play really well. And one thing I did forget to mention was that five on three that the Hurricanes gave up. That was a prime opportunity for the Hurricanes and it could have been a different game had they succeeded on that. And it's incredibly frustrating. And it's very on brand for the Hurricanes because it's not the first time that something like that has happened where they wasted a five on three. yeah, And they they wasted that. They wasted Brent Burns first goal as a hurricane. And, you know, you go back to the Edmonton game. They wasted Andres Fetchikov's first uh, career regular season hat trick. And yeah, just that top line hasn't wasn't good in that game against the Islanders, and needs to step up. And yeah, you know, all the guys need to step up. It can't, like Stahl said, it can't just be uh, these couple guys. It needs to be everyone. You can't have a bunch of passengers. And thankfully, things did turn around uh, somewhat in the Flyers game, and we'll talk about that game right after this. Now, folks. With the Flyers game, this one was—it was a win. It was a four-three overtime win, rather than a six-to-two loss. The uh, Hurricanes got a win, which is really good. But it was a—it was an ugly win, and it was not a good game. They—they they were lucky to win this game, and you know, there there were some more positives with this one as opposed to the game against uh, New York. You know. You switched out your goalies. Freddie didn't look great in that game against the Islanders. Ronta came in with this one. Yeah. You know, he was really keeping the hurricanes in it early on in this game. And, you know, one thing, you know, with this game is special game. It was Jordan stalls, 1100th uh, career game, which is great. Obviously, uh, yeah, you know, kudos to him and, you know, he ended up getting on the scoreboard with this one and, you know, and talking with that New York game stall saying that, you know, you needed other guys to be showing up on the score sheet. Can't just be the same guys over and over. That's what we saw in that game against, uh, Philly. You had Jordan stall netting a goal in that one. You also had, um, geez, uh, (laughs) Jordan Martin, uh, getting a goal in that one. You had, of course, Marty Natches and then Brent Burns getting the, uh, game-winning goal as well. I totally just had a uh, brain fart on that when I was trying to look up the scoring uh, summary. And I like just totally forgot how to read. But yeah, you know, that's what we need there. It can't always be Marty Natchez. Obviously, he's continuing his hot start to the season, which is phenomenal. Uh, I want to say it's 10 points on the year so far for him, which is great. We needed him to step up. At this season, yeah, you know, following a pretty disappointing season last year, I mean, he has done that in spades this year so far, and I really hope it continues. He's been phenomenal, and I'm glad he did show up in this game against the Flyers because this was a pretty ugly game, and this is a spot where, all right, your your goal scores, your guys that rack up the points, this is when you need them to do it, and he did it, and I'm extremely proud of him for that because that's what that's his role you know that's what he's supposed to do he's supposed to be a clutch guy that goes out there puts the puck in the back of the net and you know you had your captain scoring he's obviously critical of himself and his line of following that game against the islanders he goes out there he does it you also have jordan martin who goes out there and does it i think that with him uh getting put on waivers and originally assigned to the Chicago wolves, uh, you know, obviously he's, you know got recalled from there, but I think that that honestly was good for him. Uh, obviously he di- hasn't gone and suited up for him yet, but I think it was good for him. I feel like it's lit a bit of a fire under him. You know, we obviously know, you know, he has the leadership skills off the eyes. And again, I've talked about it before. I know he has been hurt, uh, pretty extensively over the past couple seasons, which has hurt his game tremendously. I think we all realize that, but, you know, getting to, I feel that that waiver situation and getting assigned to Chicago is just a little bit of a fire under him because, you know, he's looking better, Uh, not great. Uh, He's definitely, yes, he, like a lot of other guys, is having some, you know, ugly moments this season, but he's showing up more. And I'm really I'm really excited to see that because you guys know he's one of my favorite players. So I love seeing him do well. And I feel like he's he's having a really good start to the season overall. and I'm really hoping that this can can, can continue. We'll see how things you know, fit in you know later on in the season when um, Max Patrick goes out who's gonna be the odd man out and, and all that stuff. But again, this wasn't a, a, a perfect game by any means. Uh, I know. Obviously, I'm talking about some good stuff because there was actually some good stuff to talk about. Uh, but you know, the Hurricanes they they blew a two nothing lead in this game, and it, it got ugly quick. And they, like I said, they were lucky to come away with the win in this game. And you know, like I said, we get to hear from Antiranta, Marty Natchez, and Rod Brennamore, and we're gonna start by hearing from Antiranta right now. Okay.
1: Auntie, the resiliency of this group just continues to shine over and over. What did you feel from the group tonight from your perspective?
0: Yeah, it's,
4: you know, we started the game really well. Uh, and, you know, even though they, they made a comeback and, and even got the lead, I think, you know, the last last few minutes we were still leaving us in, in, in ourselves. And, uh, you know, the only, only thing what you need is to, that kind of shot what Netschy had and, and, you know, tie the game. And, and after that, I think you know we we had even a chance to win in in regulation but uh you know ot was really good and you know everyone was was working their their hardest and and you know it's nice to get a result from that
1: a handful of penalties in this game which killed some of the momentum the energy but what impressed you about having that energy coming back late that third period for Marty ages
4: <laughs> yeah it, it looked a little bit little little dead here and there uh but uh yeah it's it's just you know you never know what happens and and you know Netsu made it, made it on real play, you know, skated with the, with the full speed and then shot it from the D-man's legs and, and, you know, hit it in the, in the perfect spot. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, he's been one of the, the, the key players uh, early in the season and, you know, hopefully, hopefully he keeps, keeps doing that kind of stuff.
1: Marty's a high-skill guy. You've been around him for a long time. Is this the most lofty in his look where there's a different, maybe a comp, more confidence maybe in his game than, than years past?
4: Yeah, I think so. You know, obviously you, you get a couple, couple goals, you get a couple assists. You, you, your your confidence gets higher, and, and that's exactly how how it looks. Uh, you know, every time when he gets a puck, it looks like he's gonna have, he's gonna get a scoring chance, or or somebody else will, will get. So uh, you know, he, he he looks really good, and he, he's been looking that like that since since the training camp. So you know, it's not a surprise. But obviously, it's it's nice for him to to get those goals and get those assists and and you know get that confidence high.
1: Never easy heading into overtime. How did you feel
4: about your game tonight, personally? Ah, uh, you know, it's pretty much like the every every game this year being, you know, feels pretty good. But there's there's something what I can I can do better. Uh, you know, some some small details what what I can be more sharper and and, and like that. But you know, it's a battle and, and it's a long season, so you know. It would be it would be more devastating if you get a loss and and you let a couple of easy ones so you know at least now you get a win so you it's easier to learn and, and and go back to the practice but um you know obviously great great to get the win and and you know just keep working
1: congratulations thank,
4: thank you. you
2: thank you great thanks
0: rance yeah so in talking with auntie bronte yeah you hear you know, big thing for me. You know, taken away from that was the mistakes that the Hurricanes made. Yeah, you know, they they made a lot of mistakes in this game. They and and Philly took advantage of you know, they went one for six on the power play in this game. And you know, the Hurricanes power play yet again not showing up, going zero for four. And typically, you get four power play chances. You kind of want to score on one of them, but wasn't the case. And the Hurricanes power play. Continues to just look as dry as a Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, but, you yeah, know, it, it is what it is with that. I am really, really hoping that it shows up tonight against Washington uh, and just going forward. I really hope we're starting to see some more with that. But, yeah, we heard uh, Ron said talk about just how good Natius has been to start this season. And we also got to hear from Marty Natchez uh, following that game against the Flyers. This is what he had to say.
1: All right, you guys ready? At this rate, it feels like we're going to talk every game this season. Congratulations on yet another goal tonight. Where did you find that momentum?
5: Uh, I don't know. You know, it was back-to-back, tough game. Uh, I feel like there were so many many power plays and PKs that, uh, you know, uh, in PK we led one in, I think, and um, on the power play we didn't get any, so – you know, uh, just try to be better at 5-on-5. Five Jorio's five. Uh, line today was unbelievable. Uh, other than that, I don't think we were that great, but, um, you know, it's good to have the, you know, to tie the game at the end there and in uh, and, uh, OT take it, take it home. What did you see
1: on your
5: goal? <laughs> I actually didn't see anything. I uh, I uh, just saw Z was wide, and I tried to get it in the zone so it's not offside, and then, uh, you know, I tried to drag it and shoot through D. Uh, far side, I... I had no idea where the puck went. I still haven't seen it, and uh, I just saw Bernsey celebrating and uh, went. in, So uh, I was hoping it's not gonna be offside, and uh, hopefully, unfortunately, hopefully, uh, I mean, it was
1: good. Brett Burns gets his first in the sweater last night, the OT winner tonight. What have you seen from him?
5: Yeah, it was uh, absolutely bomb. Uh, great shot, you know, so nice uh, for him to score uh, a couple in a row, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, he's gonna he's gonna get a few more.
1: Five goals for you, what's different for you now this season maybe versus previous seasons? Are you more confident? Do you feel stronger? Is anything different
5: for you? Uh, kind of everything, you know, uh, try to work hard in the summer, not just, you know, on the ice, but off the ice and mentally and, uh, you know, just be prepared for a season as much as, as possible. And, uh, you know, so far it? it's been good, but uh, it's only, what is it, eight games. In the season so uh, it's the beginning but uh start do
1: you feel more prepared to handle an 82 game season now to, with the off-season work that you did
5: yeah I, I feel like i i could handle 82 games before too It just you know sometimes uh, when you play even more you know when you're feeling good about yourself you don't you don't care how much how much you play so um it's it's uh, for every every sport it's most you know if you have the talent and you can you can do it on the ice it's it's all about your head, and, uh, you know, I tried to work on that. And, uh, you know, so far, so far it's been good.
1: Just that confidence, you know, more goals, more confidence, more confidence, more goals.
5: Yeah, and, you know, if it's not going in, just, you know, go shift after shift and do little things for the team, uh, play good defense, and, uh, yeah, Thanks, Marty. Congrats.
1: Thank
0: Congrats. You. Thank you. Thanks, Nachi. Thank you. Yeah, so Marty is yeah, he's having a heck of a start to the season. We've talked about that a lot this episode and just as – you know, the season has progressed, but he's right. It's eight games in. And, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, they can continue this or he can continue this uh, hot streak. I feel that, yeah you know, he really knew what he had to do this off season. And as far as getting himself prepared and getting things done, Brent Burns getting you know, the overtime winner in this game, I think it was really big. Again, I'd say, I've said, uh, you know, Quite a lot here recently. I felt he was uh, due for uh, him to start breaking out in terms of scoring goals rather than just racking up assists. And he's in back to back goals now, uh, or back to back games. It, and, you know, with this one being his first game winning goal as a Hurricane. And that's why the Hurricanes have brought him in. That's why they made that trade. And I'm really, I'm really happy that, you know, things are starting to go for him. I think tonight's gonna be really interesting to see how that goes against the capitals because that's obviously the team that the hurricanes uh have the most bad blood with, and you know I've said I say every time we play a metro team that they always play each other a bit tougher than they would say a central team or a Pacific team or an Atlantic team they always play each other a little bit tougher, and we've seen that with the games against the Islanders, the Flyers, and we're going to see it tonight against the Capitals. But before we get tonight, we do have to hear from Rod Brendamore, post-Philadelphia Flyers.
1: Rod Brent Burns with his first goal in the Cane sweater last
3: night. It's the OT winner tonight. What have you seen from him so far this season? Well, I mean, I think it's been adjustment for sure. And I mean, you know, but listen, that's, that's what he does, right? He can, he has a flair to put the puck in the back of the net at big times and obviously that was a, a huge one for us tonight. I know it's not
1: the way that you wanted the third period to go off the bat, but what did it say about the resiliency of this group of running ages?
3: Well, you're being kind, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of positives out of that game, to be quite honest, other than the fact that, you know, we did come back and then we were able to, you know, overtime I thought was really good, had a lot of good looks, but, you know, we can't we can't play like that and expect to be too successful, so it was, uh, it was an ugly win, I guess, is the way to put it.
1: You've been around Marty Natchez for a long time now. Does he look more confident? He, he said he worked on sort of the mental aspect of the game during the off season. Five goals already for him. How have you kind of assessed yeah. his play so far? Well, he is
3: definitely a confident player. He's always been a confident player. I think, you know, he's just got to play the right way all the time. And I think sometimes he, he you know, last year it got away from him a little bit. So it's, uh, I think, another year of maturity, another year, of, you know, being a little more uh, the kind of man strength that you get from kind of going from a kid to, you know, becoming a man. I think you you kind of see that. I know it's only early in the season, but have you seen that level of consistency? Out of his play, for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, he's been he's been solid. I mean, he's been arguably our best player. You know, I mean, he's on the score sheet every night, and he's certainly a factor.
1: What did you see from the Jordan Stahl line tonight?
3: Yeah, that they were great. So that's a good observation. I mean, without that line. I don't know what we would have going on. So. You know, that's you know they were driving the bus, and we gotta have every night sometimes a different guy, and that in that case it was a different line or three guys, but they were really really good, and you know got us uh, you know into the fight so to speak, and at least kept us there for you know parts parts of that game.
1: Jordan gets a goal in his 1,100 game. You've done the same thing before. You know what it takes to reach that milestone. What does it mean
3: for you? Oh man. Well, I, you could tell he was relieved. I, I think you know he sighed relief kind of because. You know, hasn't hasn't happened yet this year. But uh, listen, we know what what he does means to this group, and uh, it's nice to see that happen. You got it.
0: Thanks, Rod. Yeah. So, like Rod said, it is ugly. Win the Hurricanes didn't play great. and that's what I've said. You know, I felt there a little bit more positives in what Rod said, but yeah, you know, he's the head coach. He knows more than I do. But yeah, uh, you know, that comeback was really good for the Hurricanes. That that's something they that need to do. And they need to have that resilience. We know they, well, we know they have it. It's just uh, it being on display a bit more, and not this, and not giving up. Like, I mean, not that this team gives up, but you know, it, the fact that they're still able to get it done aside when you know it was the just really the one line carrying the load. You know, and then you got Marty Natus as well, and then Brent Burns in overtime. You know the fact that you know, we got you know, other guys stepping up which was a big thing coming out of the islanders game and going into this one you needed other guys to step up and that's what we saw that third line with martinuk Stahl, and faust we needed other guys to step up and they did and that was great and i'm really hoping that this that trend continues into tonight's game against the capitals but we'll We'll just have to wait and see with that. We're going to talk about the Washington Capitals game in the next episode coming out later this afternoon. So make sure you are following Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode where we preview tonight's game against the Washington Capitals.